Hello, literary freedom fighters. I hope you've had a nice week and that you've been enjoying the onrushing spring. It's, uh, I know there's some threats of snow in some parts of the country here in Texas. It is gorgeous. Now, as promised, my interview with StoryPunks and Cindy Grigg is now live and up for your listening and viewing enjoyment. And yes, that's right. There's a YouTube video, and what I have learned from watching it several times is that I am essentially a Muppet in people form. Um, I keep doing Kermit arms and all this other stuff, so yeah. Uh, Also, an FYI, apparently my side went wonky about six minutes in, so my audio is coming out ahead of the video playback. And I am sorry about that, but I don't know if I've mentioned this or not, but I am not a professional of any kind. Now, having said that, I hope you enjoy, and please don't get used to it. I was totally not made for video. Um, I can really only do any of this because you guys can't see me doing it. So, enjoy. On with the show. This is the Story Punks Podcast, a show where we talk about all the punks. So steampunk, diesel punk, cyberpunk, and all the other punks. This is episode 15. I'm your host, Cindy Grigg. But wait, I am not your only host today. I have another podcaster on here with me, which is really awesome. And this is someone who anyone in the steampunk community has probably heard of. I'm a steampunk librarian, and I've got a microphone. I'll keep reading your rights for as long as you keep listening. That's right. This conversation is going down somewhere between my place and a certain library bunker. I have Blue Stocking with me, and I'm so excited. So her show is The Steampunk Dollhouse, and I have absolutely fallen in love with it. I know that I've posted about it in previous episodes and now she's on the show and it's actually a crossover. So, yeah. <laughs> and this is Blue Stocking with the Steampunk Dollhouse and I thought it would be fun for us to do another crossover. The one with Texas Steampunk Connection worked so well that I want to keep doing that. So let's get started, I guess. Absolutely. So we have several questions and this is following the format that I usually use on my show. So Story Punks. Very excited to hear Blue Stocking's take on what steampunk is and what it isn't. What do you consider inbounds? What's your definition? Uh, that's the one question everyone asks, and that's the hardest one to answer. Um, I was actually listening to this week's episode. You had a steampunk author on for this week's episode, and I kind of do the same thing he does, where it's easiest to just say Victorian science fiction. So it is, it, and yeah. this is Andrew P. Mayer. If yes. anyone's interested yeah and it just it that gets them into a place where i can sorry i should probably keep flapping my hands around it's a bad habit do it you can i do it, it too gets people into a place where they can start to visualize what it is i mean the only other thing i usually know to say is okay you know the movie wild wild west <laughs> that's a really bad example but kind of like that <laughs> I do the same thing. And it's so tricky to define. And we don't want to hedge ourselves in. At least I'm I'm a steampunker that doesn't want to hedge myself in too much. And so then that's why I'm so interested in hearing everybody's definitions. And yeah. It can be so much more. Victorian Lennon is a good jumping off point, but then it, there's just so much more. It's DIY. It's age of industrialization and DIY and 
it's very exciting for me. <laughs> it is. And yes, it's an aesthetic that pulls a lot of us in. Yeah. I know that's what it is for a lot of us. And then beyond that, there's all these amazing themes and, and it really goes well with the particular slant that Blue Stocking takes on her show. So um, let's start with her name before we get into some <laughs> of the other particulars. For those who have never heard this term, Blue Stocking, uh, will you explain the origin of the name and why, you, why that's steampunky? They're frumpy intellectual women. <laughs> um, where it actually came from, uh, there were intellectual societies and salons uh, started in France, mostly in the 18th century. Um, and it was women. And there were some men there, too, who would gather and be smart and talk about philosophy and mathematics and literature and all these wonderful things. Um, and one of them, the blue stocking refers to um, a nicer type of stocking. It was just something that people wore. But in the 19th century, that phrase morphed and turned into frumpy intellectual women who can't get married. So like if the you, spinster connotation yes, that we have now. Yes, yeah. the, the spinster aunt, the, the, the uppity woman who thinks she knows everything. She's been overeducated. Yeah, she's not pretty, so she had to be smart, that thing. So <laughs> it kind of took on a negative connotation, but... Uh, I love that there's not a spinster term for men. <laughs> There, but there's like, you know, multiple ones for, for women. My boyfriend didn't know the term. I knew it. He didn't know the term. And then he heard it one day. He's like, hey, you're a blue stocking. I'm like, well, yeah, yes, I am. And it, that, so it kind of went from there is why I started using it. So. That's awesome. I love, <laughs> I love the connection to salons because that was such an amazing forum for people to come together and talk about things kind of like we're doing on this show, like blue stocking does on her show. So... I think it's excellent. And uh, will you tell us a little bit more about the format of your show? So um, you've made it on, so it's unapologetically political, which I think is so great. And I wish we had more shows like this. Not everybody can pull that off. And it's something I really admire about you. So for writers, makers, musicians, other creators, people who want to take that slant or go in that direction. What have you learned? What advice do you have? I, for me, a lot of the stuff, the, the going back to school and starting the podcast and all of that was kind of, I'm 42 or I'm going to be 42 soon. So I hit my late thirties and my early forties and I give a shit anymore because I, I got my bachelor's degree and I did really well in school and I knew I was smart and I knew I knew what I was talking about. And despite the problems that I've had in my life that were caused by myself and my own bad choices, I've been privileged, middle-aged white lady. I have everything. And with the presidential election last year, um, I should have woken up sooner and I didn't. And a lot of things changed and I just, I hate conflict, but I couldn't keep my mouth shut anymore. I felt like we needed to talk about what was happening so, and people got tired of me cornering them and yelling at them about things. So I started a podcast where I can just yell into a microphone <laughs> and they can listen if they want to. <laughs> so. I think that's awesome. So it's very <laughs> much driven by what you're experiencing, feeling, and it sounds like it's created this outlet. Has it created like, like, do you find yourself having fewer conversations in real life or whatever? Do you, does it all go into this show or... Is it not really that divided? No, because my boyfriend and I, we've 
fiance, boyfriend, my Mr. Stocking, we've always had these conversations. <laughs> and the, where I work um, at my work at my university library as a graduate research assistant. So several of the librarians that I work with, we, st- you know, librarians are a rowdy <laughs> and rambunctious group of people and they have opinions. So I started working there about a year, actually it'll be about a year now. And they were actually kind of part of my inspiration to getting started too, because of the things that were happening with the IMLS fund, which gives money to libraries and museums in the country. We were starting to, we were, we're in danger of losing that. So because of this administration, I could lose my job before I ever even get it. So that was, yeah, no, the, the conversations, most of the people around me flow along the same political lines. So it worked out. <laughs> They are some of the, the coolest people I have, I have had the pleasure of uh, working with. And it, I knew I wanted to be one, but getting the job at the library up there, it really reaffirmed that. So it's, I'm very excited to get my degree. I still have another year, but I'm very excited. So, yeah. So that's a good fit for you. That's yes. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's all about finding something like that. And what I like about what Blue Stocking is talking about is that she has, she's found a career that works for her, but also she's bringing steampunk into that. So... Will you talk a little bit about how this has crossed over in your academic life or how you've chosen to, you know, focus on steampunk in your academic life? That actually, um, as an under, when I started as an undergrad and my, took my first English class, my comp one, everybody has to take it. And we had to do a research paper and I was becoming real good friends with my professor. Um, and (laughs) we had to do a research paper and I'm like, well, can I do my paper on steampunk? She's like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. I'm like, okay. So I did that. And then I managed to shoehorn it into more undergrad papers um, until the Michael Moorcock paper that I actually gave as a presentation last year. Um, And then for, I was actually able to use it in my master's courses too, because I just did um, for my collection development class, we had to develop a collection and I developed the scholarly steampunk collection, <laughs> 62 steampunk items in varying formats that are, I believe, are the best for someone to uh, utilize in their studies. And I actually got an A on it. And that professor is a little difficult. So I was surprised. I got a full points, 35 out of 35. So yes, I have crammed it into my academic career wherever possible. <laughs> That's steampunk power right there. <laughs> so um, I know you talked about this a little bit on a recent episode, at least recent as of the time of this recording, early 2018. And you talked about how you eventually want to publish that collection. And um, But can you tell us a few things that are in that? It's not just books, right? No, because the, the, the way the collection was done, um, we had... Obviously, because it was an assignment, we had parameters we had to follow. We had to spend up to, you know, as close to $2,000 as we could. But we also had to have eight formats, which meant print, ebook, audiobook. Um, I used a podcast. I didn't use my podcast because that seemed weird, but um, a podcast. I did a couple of movies like City of Lost Children. I included that. Um, and then I used Steampunk Magazine under the journal category. I can't remember. I had something else. So I had like eight formats that we had to do, but all the stuff that we picked had to follow two very specific reasons. We couldn't just put things in that we liked. I had to put in, um, they had to have a good review or had to have won awards or be part of a key collection or core collection, key authors. So that's why some stuff is missing 
not because I didn't want it there, just because I couldn't find a reason. So, so that's, oh that's gosh. how that was built. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was that's my pride and joy. <laughs> that's fascinating. What a fascinating project. It was boring projects in college. So library school's fun. way to go. Yeah. Way <laughs> to go. So this feeds into a question I want to ask about the production of your <laughs> podcast. It is. And so we've just talked about all these different formats and how blue stocking is just She's into it. She knows her stuff. And it's so fun because when you listen to the steampunk dollhouse, you get pulled in by the music and the sounds. So can you share some of your inspirations for, for taking it to that level or, um, you know, just what led you to format it the way that you have? <laughs> Absolute inexperience with audio editing of <laughs> any kind. That's why it sounds that way because <laughs> I'm not an audio person. I'm a, I, I write I read, that's it. I, you know, I like music, but I can't make music. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. So when I started throwing this idea around and I have a Mac, so I've had GarageBand on my computer forever, right? But I never looked at it. And then I was like, okay, how do I make a podcast? And so I started Googling it and I saw GarageBand. I'm thinking, okay, I've got that. So I don't have to buy it. So I just literally watched like three YouTube videos about how to use GarageBand to make a podcast. <laughs> so that rough quality... <laughs> That makes it sound like I'm underground. <laughs> well, it feeds in. <laughs> yeah, it works. And I think and I've gotten better. It's not the cuts aren't as bad anymore because it used to be really rough. So, oh my gosh, even just listening to my first episode, I can totally tell a difference. And I'm only at the time of this recording, I've only just published, you know, episode seven. So I think there's a lot that you learn just in the trenches. Yeah. Yes. Or in the bunker, in your case. <laughs> you get better. You get better as you go. So I think yeah. I've gotten better. I mean, and it was just, there were certain things I wanted to go for. Like I said, I wanted music in the middle because of Night Vale. I love Welcome to Night Vale. And so I wanted that. I, I like the music as a break between bits of the show. And most of it just kind of flowed from there because uh, my OCD kind of makes me have to bookend everything and make it mirror images on both sides. So that's yeah. kind of where the layout came from. Um, and then I started putting in promos from friends and the audible. And so that's, yeah, it just kind of blossomed. So from there. Yeah. Yeah. Blue stocking was the first person who told, she reached out and she's like, do you have a bumper? <laughs> what is she talking about? And I had no idea. This is just where you, you know, give give another podcaster your promo that's, you know, 30 to 60 seconds long, let's say. And I had to Google it. I wasn't finding it. And then I, I finally like put it together. <laughs> what a bumper. And actually, since a lot of you are creators, and since you may find yourself in this space, or just in case I'm not being clear about what a bumper is, and also so I can show you some shows that you might be interested in, I would love to just pause right now and take you through three or four bumpers just so you get a feel. So again, they're just one minute long each, and I'll share Steampunk Dollhouse's bumper, and then I'll share mine and, and some other shows you might be interested in. So that will hopefully help tie this together, and then we'll continue with the interview with Blue Stocking. This is a test of the Steampunk Dollhouse Emergency Broadcast System. The podcasters you are listening to, in cooperation with library agent Bluestocking, have developed this system to keep you informed in the event of a library incursion. 
This is only a test. If this has caught your attention, you are instructed to tune in to the Steampunk Dollhouse, available on iTunes and most other podcatchers, for an in-depth and detailed breakdown of steampunk literature and how it applies to the current state of affairs in America and around the world. These are the discussions that need to be had, but you definitely won't be bored. My name is Blue Stocking, I'm a steampunk librarian, and I've got a microphone. I'll keep reading your rights for as long as you keep listening. This concludes this test of the Steampunk Dollhouse Emergency Broadcast System. Blue Stocking out. The Story Punks Podcast, a show where we talk about all the punks. So steampunk, diesel punk, cyberpunk, and all the other punks. Interviewing tons of artists, authors, musicians, all kinds of creators in this space. Either they've created the genres or they've taken these punk genres to the next level. So the main thing that unites all these punks, what is it? It's the word punk. That's just this beautiful underlying theme of rebellion. And it's this theme of playing with technology. And it's playing with what are the rules of a certain society. And I love the idea of punking time and space and technology, and we're playing with the possible. I'm Cindy Grigg. Visit storypunks.world to learn more and to get involved. Are you a steampunk? A Victorian goth? A Weird West enthusiast? A sky pirate? Or just steam curious? If so, then join the Texas Steampunk Connection as we review and enjoy steampunk books, movies, comics, games, films, and events all over the great state of Texas. Come along with your hosts, Flavio, Erica, and Thax, as we enjoy steampunk adventures and share our discoveries with you. Something, 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 hats, corsets, boots, etiquette, pistachios, a teapot, bullocks. Find us on Facebook and fanboytv.com or wherever you find podcasts. <laughs> Goggles, gear, something, something, and, and always, always mind, mind your, your gauges. Body falls past the window. Whatever. <laughs> and you put put it down, and you feel like shaky all over. Both your hands are covered. Immediately peg him as a cogman. So we've known each other for years. It's Sumeshi. One of the knives is missing from a garter hilt because it is being pressed to your throat. Damn. We had a. Oh my god. <laughs> so you took money from him, huh? We talked about this earlier. <laughs> it is being attacked by the forces of the American Confederacy. <laughs> yeah. Are you constantly checking for traps? <laughs> the Steamrollers Adventure Podcast is available at rigstories.com or on iTunes. You can also get it at Stitcher and Google Play. Okay, so that hopefully that gives you a good sample. You understand what bumpers are. I do too, thanks to Blue Stocking. And just one of the things that I've learned from her. And so she she's just, she's jumped in. She's immersed herself in the podcasting culture and she's done some really cool things with her show. So <laughs> Thank you. check it out. <laughs> okay, so, and you know, of course, you may already be on her show right now because we're doing a crossover. <laughs> so... Um, 
So you've recently published content about steampunk conferences and what works, what doesn't. But do you mind just doing an overview of what you what messages do you wish were out there for more of the conference planners? What do you think works or what would you like to see when it comes to steampunk conventions? I've honestly, I mean, I've only been to the two that I talked about and then I went to some anime conventions a few years ago. Um, so I don't have a whole lot of experience, but like Steampunk November, which is here in Texas, was phenomenal. There's just so many vendors and big time musicians. I had Frenchie and the Punk at this one, which I couldn't stay because I got sick, but it's a great the getting into the venue is a little like creepy, very like cabin in the woods <laughs> when you're trying to get to it. But the venue is beautiful. It's really well done. Um, Wild West Victorian Fest, which actually that one shocked me because they emailed me a month beforehand and said, would you like to come to our convention? We'll give you free tickets. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Okay. thing works. <laughs> <laughs> but it was brand new. This is the first year. Um, they usually have a renaissance festival that starts this month. They, it felt like steampunk tacked on top of Ren Faire. Like okay. They glued on some goggles and gears. It needs work. It, it, I think it has, uh, has, it has promise, but it needs work. But I don't know. I haven't been to a whole lot of conventions yet. I'm usually a homebody, so I'm trying to make myself go out, which is why I made that elaborate outfit that I showed you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So I'm with, with Blue Stockings permission, I'm going to share this for those that are watching the YouTube version of my show, Story Punks, because it's amazing. She has like this um, awesome sash, number one, amazing slogan. What does the slogan say? It says, read me my rights. <laughs> read me my rights, which is a phrase that Blue Stocking uses on her show. And it's awesome. She, she, the inspiration of this, this outfit is, it's this really cool old picture. It's a vintage picture. Actually, it's not. I'll let you take it from here. Yeah. It's not vintage. Um, the radical militant librarians, um, remember, i sure you remember back after nine after nine eleven happened when homeland security started getting real into everybody's business they were going into libraries and wanting librarians to give information about people's computer searches and the books they checked out oh. and librarians were not down with that so there's actually a memo that talks about the problems they're having with these radical militant librarians wow so that's okay. where that came from and then somebody created the stickers and drew that up and i when i found that i'm like okay I, i've been trying to think how's blue stocking gonna look <laughs> how am i gonna make her look this is it so i had the sash made and yeah it took a while to put it all together but it was it went over really well at steampunk november everybody loved it so. well, it's so unique and a lot of steampunk outfits are but but this one was true unique because it's got like the striped bloomers under there and then the stars for the the skirt I don't know I just loved it and I really thought it conveyed your message and your persona so everybody I got a few people asking me if I was supposed to be steampunk wonder woman <laughs> I got a few oh, oh yeah yeah I got a few steampunk captain americas but <laughs> I also carry brochures with me that say uh reading your rights with all the information about the radical militant librarians and the readers bill of rights from the ala so i actually carry those around with me and i hand them out to people when they ask me what i am <laughs> awesome so, yeah. yeah it's it's been a lot of fun yeah <laughs> you're like i'm a different superhero i yes. am librarian, librarian. <laughs> yeah 
That's so cool. I just absolutely love it. Thank you. Yeah. Check, check this out on YouTube if you're listening to my show or Blue Stocking show. So, um, okay, next question. As an academic who's interested, so we've already talked about this a little bit. We've, we've talked about what you studied in school and everything. Uh, why do you feel the world needs steampunk in 2018 and beyond? Because like I said, when I, I had been seeing the correlations between steampunk and um, society for a while, but I think there to a certain extent I did have blinders on because there are certain things. Yes, I'm, I'm a woman, so I have to deal with gender inequality and sexism and things like that. But there are things that I don't have to deal with because I'm a middle-aged white woman. Um, and so we stop seeing things after a while and something like science fiction and especially I, I say, especially steampunk, but that can flip the view and make you see it in a different light and maybe understand what's going on a little bit better. Um, especially things like, uh, Neasy Shaw's Everfair, which is, have you read that one? Yes. And I'm so excited. She's coming on the show. So I'm excited. Is she? Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. Uh, steampunk in the Belgian Congo. I mean, it was because um, I didn't know. I didn't. I everybody. I didn't know what the Congo is, but I didn't know about what the Belgians were doing there. I didn't know about the amputations. I didn't know about any of that. It was horrifying. So for my show, I, you know, I researched that, which was horrific. And, but then her book takes it back. They get it back. You know, they've got these amazing steampunk prosthesis and it's just, so it made me see something that I hadn't seen before. It brought something to my mind that I hadn't seen before. And that's why it's so important because there are things happening in this world right now that too many people aren't still aren't seeing. You've got to come out of your comfort zone. You've got to, got to move and shake a little bit. So that's why I think we need it right now. Yeah, it can really change your paradigm. And it can also, um, you know, we can even within steampunk, we can change our paradigm, which your show really brings out very well. And you've focused on some amazing works that aren't necessarily the steampunk books that everyone has read. And that's what's so refreshing. I just absolutely love it. So um, yeah, is there anything else you wanted to say about that? No. <laughs> okay, cool. We covered it. No, it's good. Okay, so I'm totally going to take advantage of the fact that we have a steampunk librarian here. <laughs> uh, what should be on our reading list for 2018? It's okay if it's, you know, stuff that, that's produced a few years before this or whatever, but what should people look forward to reading this year? I definitely think... If if you're just getting into steampunk, then you need to do the, the the grandfathers like Michael Moorcock, Warlord of the Air. That's where it started. Um, that's there. There's debate on that, but I am still holding firm with that's where it began. And then you know the three um, from the three from the the late seventies, early eighties: Jeter, Blaylock, and um, uh, Powers. Which Powers wrote the Anubis Gate. It's that one's iffy to me, but still, it's part of the the core, so it's important. Um, but a lot of the newer stuff, Everfair, Everfair is amazing. Um, AJ Hartley's the Alternative Detective series with the teenage um, Indian woman or teenage Indian girl in uh, what is alternate South Africa who is, she is a chimney sweep and she solves crime. So it's, I can't um, wait to read that one. I have not read that, that one. one. 
they're so good. The second one came out last year. I think the third one comes out this summer. Um, but there's, uh, oh, Book of Esther, Emily Barton. That is a teenage Jewish girl steampunk, which actually it's more diesel punk. But that one is really good. Um, it's an alternate um, Eastern Europe. And she's got to stop the, what are analogous to the Nazis. Really good. <laughs> so good. And she's a really amazing person too. Um, and then one really important one that is actually coming out in April, it's called Dread Nation. Have you heard of that one yet? No. By Justina Ireland. It's about, a, and I, I can't remember if she escaped or freed, but uh, African-American teenage girl, she's a former slave during the civil war and there's zombies. <laughs> she, okay. She's five. I'm yeah. In. Yeah, this one's, I've already pre-ordered mine. It's coming out in April and I'm actually going to do that on my show in May. Um, So there's, yeah, I mean, there's just so much. And my list, I've I've made the Scholarly Steampunk collection available. So if anybody wants it, they can email me and I'll share it with them on Google Docs to take a look. Somebody actually has already taken me up on that. So that is all the stuff that needs to be read. (laughs) So cool. Thank you for offering that resource. And I loved the episode where you took on Warlord of the Air. I mean, that was amazing. So Well, that started it. That's what I, that paper that I wrote, um, my, I wrote as an undergrad and my professor, it was my last undergrad English class and my professor, she's amazing. And she's like, this is amazing. You need to present this. I'm like, seriously? She's like, you need to expand it and get it published, but you also need to present it. So I got to present it last year at a conference and I was terrified of <laughs> speaking in front of people. I hate that, but... Oh my goodness. I can't even... Terrifying. I, socially, social awkwardness does not go away, no matter how <laughs> old you are. But yeah, so that was that's what's st- the warlord of the air. And, and that's kind of what kicked the podcast into gear for me, you know, that we need to talk about these things and it starts with warlord. So yeah. (laughs) Very cool. Oh my goodness. Well, this has been an awesome introduction to blue stocking for anyone that was in my audience that had never given that show a try. And I really appreciate being on uh, your podcast as well on steampunk dollhouse. And do you have any last words or where can people get in touch for more information? They can find me. Um, I'm on all of the podcatchers, um, for the uh, most of them, um, at steampunk dollhouse. You just search steampunk dollhouse. You'll find me. Um, my Twitter is and Twitter and Facebook are at S P D H pod. And then the website is S P D H pod.com. Um, and I'm, I spend entirely too much time on Twitter, so I'm, <laughs> I'm probably on there or will be soon. Oh, and the Gmail is steampunkdollhouse at gmail.com. So, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've started to spend more time on Twitter and this is one of the people that I like connecting with on Twitter because she's fun and she knows her stuff. So thank you. And again, I'm Cindy Grigg. You can find me at storypunks.world. My podcast is called Storypunks. And you can also find me at cindygrigg.com. So C-I-N-D-Y-G-R-I-G-G.com. And I am looking for beta readers as we're recording this. So please head on over there. You can read for free and I would love your feedback. Blue Stocking, I just really appreciate you making the time and your busy schedule to record this crossover. Yes, ma'am. Have a great week, everyone. And with that, we're done. We will see you soon for 15 Feet of Gaslit Snow or How a Spirit Walker and a Soldier Risk Their Souls with Karen Lawachi's The Gaslight Dogs. 
The Steampunk Dollhouse is a Wind Up Girl Studios production and bears a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Additional episode writing by Elizabeth Hedrick. This episode was produced by Elizabeth Hedrick and Cindy Gregg. The intro and credit music is Storyteller by Jazar and can be found at thefreemusicarchive.org. For more information about the text and music used in today's episode, please see the show notes or visit our website at spdhpod.com. You can find more about StoryPunks at storypunks.world. And finally, we thank you for tuning in. I'll keep reading your rights for as long as you keep listening. Blue Stocking out.